Welcome to Leverage Masters, airing weekly on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern and on demand on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Leverage Masters hosts Jack Humphrey and Gina Gaudio-Graves discuss leverage strategy with guest leveragists. Be sure to subscribe to Leverage Masters in your favorite podcatcher for great tips and case studies on using leverage to achieve your biggest goals much faster. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Leverage Masters. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Grace, the co-founder of Divisio.com, the all-new affiliate network for companies doing good. And along with me is my co-host, Andrea Adams-Miller from the Red Carpet Connection and the Keep Smiling Movement. How are you today, Andrea? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Um, So many cool things have been happening in the world Every day just gets better and better, so it's super exciting. That's awesome. Well, why don't you tell everyone who our guest is today? Well, I'd love to. Um, Her name is uh, Danielle Fitzpatrick Clark. I always want to say Fitzgerald, and it's not. It's Fitzpatrick Clark. (laughs) And Danielle, um, you know, people really – it's been really fun because um, how I've gotten to know her is through other people. And what other people tell and say and share about her is so much – is so much bigger than what she shares about herself. She's extremely humble. She's such a, uh, you know, a, a go-getter, and, and she's quite amazing. However, what other people say about her is, oh, my gosh, I don't know how she does it all. She's such an implementer. She is such a disruptor. She is the most amazing person in the world. She makes things happen that, you know, would never happen in the world, and she's just so fantastic. I mean, they literally trip over their words of a congrat- oh, just um, uh, what's the word I'm saying? Like a vetting her and of excellence and and how awesome she is. So it was quite um, exciting when I had the opportunity to you know reach out to her and and create a relationship with her to find out exactly what makes people so excited about her and what they say. And really, uh, they're right. She's um, the person who's about helping entrepreneurs you know look at more than you know trying to find uh, the. You know, I was just just trying to find this, like, gap where, like, they don't fit. Instead, helping them find the gap where they do fit, helping their path become easy, helping them to make money instead of just a movement, you know, helping them get away from normal ways of running a business that don't work anymore for them. And, And she's just really about showing them that entrepreneurship can work when you do things right, when you really put your head to it, when you have the right mentors and the right opportunities in mind and that you know how to do it. So she teaches people how to think out of the box, how to bring together experts who teach and give value first and foremost. She has all this experiential training and she gives so much value that they like I said, they trip over themselves wanting to be a part of what she's doing and be connected with her on all the things that she does from her Facebook lives to her Facebook groups to her Entrepreneur City Live, which are her events. And she's really about innovation and honing that space that belongs to you. And she's a lot of fun. So people love her. So Danielle, (laughs) welcome to the show. I mean, the girl does everything. She does everything from run events to copywriting, to making things happen, to coaching. She has this amazing coaching program that really helps people turn around their entire lives to really make money, but to make a difference while they're doing it too, and to enjoy their lives. So Danielle, thank you for being here. Oh my gosh. I think I may cry. I've never, (laughs) that was an incredible introduction. So 
thank you for but thank you for that and and having me on the show. I really appreciate both of you. Well, we're so glad to have you. You know, Gina, uh, when I was telling her, uh, you know, about like who you are and what you're doing, she was so eager to find out more. So uh, we're we're excited about this hour for you to explore with us, you know, and deep dive who you are and how you show up in the world for people. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's incredible. And, you know, I think when it just comes right down to it, I love people and um, just everything after that is easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll start with a couple of questions and then uh, Gina will jump in as well. Uh, so for everybody who's trying to, you know, really encapsulate like who you are, because uh, you're, you're how people describe in so many different facets, it's hard for them to be able to really have a word for you. And do you have one that really encapsulates who you are? Uh, you know, I, I don't have a word specifically, but you know, I am, I am a, a woman of many hats. It's probably, if I was going to sum it down, I'm a woman of many hats and yes, I, you know, I've, I'm a 10 year overnight success when it comes to entrepreneurship. <laughs> I've been around and <laughs> I've been around, um, but I'm also, I'm also a wife and a mom of three amazing little girls and uh, a pet owner, so I'm a mommy of fur babies, and, you know, and then, of course, I have my coaching practice and my implementation agency, and and we run live events, so um, I've had my fingers and hands in just about every aspect of online marketing and implementation that I can get, that I've been able to get a hold of for the last 10 years, so, um, yeah, one of many hats, I would say, is probably how I describe myself. Perfect. I love it. Well, my parents used to tease me when I was a child. They used to call me Jamaican because at the time the uh, one television show had a little skit on it, a little parody of like, um, oh, you must be Jamaican, man. You wear so many hats, you know, and and, uh, because I always held multiple jobs even as an 11-year-old. So so when you said wears many hats, I automatically thought of you because, I mean, you're the type of person where we could call you and not only would you be the, you know, the – uh, airline attendant to help us give us our drinks, but then we'd peep, peek into the cockpit and you'd be flying the plane. So, <laughs> and probably being the navigator at the same time, telling the plane where to go. And I say that in just um, as a compliment, not not to make fun of you at all, but to say that, you know, when somebody um, runs a business and has their hands in many things, um, it's good to know because that means that they've done it and they've been there and they are still doing it. And so when you have somebody work with you who are, who is doing all of that, it you grow differently than someone who's never done it and they're just coaching you from afar. Not that they can't be successful as well, but it just makes it so much more powerful. Yeah, and I think that it just, um, you know, it, it's curious. It's being curious. So I, I, I like to know how things work. Um, I like to know, I like to understand the full spectrum of a customer journey which goes back to me just loving people. So, you know, just having that appetite to learn um, has has been a big reason why I've wa- why I've wanted to implement and execute all of these awesome strategies and see what works. And um, when I approach every anything when it comes to life, I'm just it's out of curiosity. And um, my background is actually interesting because I have a degree in ecology and environmental science, so I use a very methodical 
uh, thought process when it comes to online marketing. So everything's testing and tweaking in my mind. Um, everything's game on. <laughs> let's let's see if this works. Let's let's test it out. Let's tweak it, and then we'll keep the good information, release the bad information, and move forward and improve. So that's I I credit a lot of that to to how I how I utilize the online space. Well, I love it that you do that. And you also help people with lead gen as well. And uh, so tell us yep. more about how you think about it as um, methodical and how it comes into play. Right. So so with, with the science, scientific method, it's, it's always about you, you have an idea, right? You have an, I'm going to simplify it. You have an idea. Um, and a lot of times with entrepreneurs, it's an idea because something's not going right. We, we have that like, wow, that doesn't really work really well or, you know, why, why don't we have this? Why don't we have this? Why doesn't it work this way? And, um, and that's for, you know, the coaching industry speaking, um, the innovators, the entrepreneurs, is that it comes with that first thought, that first idea. I'm like, I bet there's a better way to do this. And with the, the idea comes the, comes like, okay, so how do we test this out? How do we, how do we put this into place? And how do we do some market research? So then comes the market research. Is this something, is this idea something that somebody else has thought of? I could really use this or I could use this improvement or I need this piece of the puzzle and I don't have it. So that market research is really um, essential as well. And then the testing phase, how do we test this? How do we, we, we know people want it. Um, how do we test and tweak? And that's, that's the next phase of this um, nice little journey. And um, after that comes, comes, you know, filtering through the information. Okay, we tested and tweaked, got good information, we got the metrics, um, the bad information, we'll just release that. And then we can kind of come up with a, a conclusion after the first initial testing and tweaking, and then improvements come after that. And we're always looking to improve. And I love this kind of methodical thought process when it comes to the entrepreneurial journey, because I find that a lot of my clients and prospects and colleagues, they, they stop themselves um, when it comes to, when it comes to the, the journey of entrepreneurship. They want so much to get to the outcome, like it's got to be this outcome, it's got to happen this way, it's got to happen this way, and that's why there's so many cookie-cutter approaches out there, rather than just kind of releasing how the outcome comes about and falling in love with the process, with the message. And when we can do that and release how the outcome comes about, then we can actually step into the process and have a good time with it and have a good time with the journey of entrepreneurship and figuring things out and releasing how everything falls into place and just allowing it to fall into place. Um, and then we judge ourselves less, we beat up on ourselves less, knowing that, hey, I'm just going to keep going. And we quit less, too. That's the other thing is that we can, if we look at this as a method, as methods and processes in a journey rather than I'm failing and I'm falling back and I'm going to quit, then we can keep going. So that's, that's, my, that's my thought on that. Well, it sounds like your experience is very similar to my experience in that if our clients aren't really going on the journey and fully participating in the journey, they almost never get to the outcome they want because of the learning that takes place during the journey, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and I think there's so this who, mentality in the oh, – go ahead. Who is the audience that you typically work with? 
you know, I work with a lot of coaches, people in the coaching industry, um, consultants as well. Some of them consult more than they coach. Um, but also I have a nice little niche of coaches who are developing into speakers and, and that's going to be a part of their business and also speakers who know that they need coaching. They need a coaching practice as well as just speaking. So, um, you know, and, and I do end up working with a lot of entrepreneurs who don't identify as either a coach or consultant, but service-based business owners, what they identify as. Gotcha. Sorry, i got to keep muting and unmuting, so <laughs> I'm so sorry. And don't worry. Don't worry. Is there just one area of business that you work with them on, or do you work with them in many different areas of business? Yeah, so I what I really like to do with people is I like to help them build powerful platforms with the idea that um, marketing isn't just a one-shot you know, one shot in the dark. In fact, how we serve our ideal prospects and clients best is if we create what I call ecosystems. So I go back to that that science base for myself, and and I talk about ecosystems. And with ecosystems, it's it's creating products and services, and meeting meeting your clients where they're at and moving them along their journey. Um, instead of just having one high-ticket product and whoever's in, they're in, and whoever's out, they're out. But with marketing ecosystems, we we tend to filter everyone that comes in. It's not a linear method. It's more of a filtering process and, and serving them where they're at because you'll have prospects that relate and resonate with you, but they're just not ready for your 12-month program. Um, they need something. They need a product or a service that gets them to the next step and that step is closer to working with you more long term. So when I when I coach with my clients, I teach them that and having systems in place and having metrics that you can identify so that you can understand your customers um and how they're processing the information you're putting out there. And and that's really the sweet spot because we can do tons of lead generation and, and that I love doing as well and doing the attraction marketing in but it's the other piece of placing people as they come in and being able to being able to identify that through your KPIs and your metrics and all that stuff. So it's more of a holistic approach to marketing, um, which is why it works so well with the industry that I serve. Makes total sense. The other thing I noticed as I was looking at your, your website and your Facebook is you talk about helping your clients become disruptors in their industry. Talk a little bit more yeah. about what that's all about. Yeah, and it's you know it's really interesting because everybody has a different idea of what a disruptor is, and um, sometimes people identify it as polarizing. And I'm like, well, polarizing can be part of it, but you can be a gentle disruptor um, and just do things differently. So when with disruption what i what i tend to teach is doing things that are out of the normal so what is it that everyone's doing in the industry that you know could use a could use a refresher it could use a freshening up and i really go against the grain on that cuz i know the cookie cutter approach that everybody's been using for years is it's not what's working anymore and you know when it comes to our businesses it's more essential for us to show up 
as our true selves and be who we really are and serve who we're meant to serve and who we love serving and doing things that is more customer centric than it is to follow somebody else's formula that works for that works for them and works for two percent of the people that go through their their products and services. And um and, and I get really excited about the out of the box thinking because it's 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 not so much that um we're just doing things completely different. It's more that we're aligning with ourselves and speaking speaking our language and resonating and attracting people in that resonate as well and doing things that's more of a service for them. And I think that that's what the industry needs. I think the industry needs people to show up with as they truly are, you know, really utilizing their special gifts and helping those people they can serve best rather than coming into the industry and just like, I'm just going to be a coach today. I'm going to be a consultant. I'm going to teach this one thing and, you know, put it out there and people need it and they're going to come in. It's more of a holistic approach again for um, the industry and it's what the industry needs. Normal is the well, new insanity. That's kind of what I say. <laughs> I know when I'm working with coaches especially, if they're going out there just to do this one specific thing, it usually flops mainly because it's not exciting enough to the people that they're talking to. So years ago when I first got started, one of my first businesses I thought was an Internet ad agency, and it very quickly became a joint venture brokering business. And I was one of the first JV brokers on the Internet. But back then, I had a huge amount of medical bills. I needed $40,000 a month just to pay for my medication. Since brokers get paid a percentage of the sales they generate, I didn't really have a lot of choices. I couldn't just leave it to chance as to whether or not the JV was going to work or not because it wouldn't pay for my medical bills. So I spent two years studying businesses that were already successful, looking for the pattern among them and uncovered what Mm -hmm. I call the vortex model of doing business. It's a system that's Mm -hmm. based on serving while strategically monetizing. And Mm -hmm. if you think about a business like a wheel, which many coaches teach you, and there's spokes within the wheel, those spokes are what I call pillars. And what I found was that those businesses that were already successful typically had a minimum of three pillars and a maximum of seven Mm -hmm. pillars. Well, if each pillar is a topic or system, then you need to have more than one thing to go out there and talk about, or you don't get enough Mm -hmm. momentum to get the thinning and sucking power of a vortex to happen. By having three to seven things to talk about, even if they're subsets of a bigger thing, man, you get mm-hmm. a lot more spinning and sucking power. And I like to say that in a vortex business, what causes the spinning and sucking to happen is money. So just like in a tornado, mm-hmm. which is another example of a vortex, it has power, right? Well, your business can have that kind of power too if you're serving and strategically monetizing by going out talking about three to seven related things that are what really serve your audience to the best of your abilities. Does that make sense? Yeah. Makes sense. I would think think that with 
talking about disrupting your market, boy, mm-hmm. would that work really well. Exactly. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say three to seven because, you know, there's the research out there and the statistics that say those who make seven figures and beyond have less five to seven different income streams. So it aligns perfectly with the, the pillars and the spokes and the turning of that wheel. It makes complete sense. Exactly. Each pillar is basically an income stream, right? So, yeah, you have yep. three to seven income streams. And it can be done with three, but one, you just don't get enough oomph. And people get yeah. bored listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I love I it. I completely agree. And usually three is like the number that I say for ecosystems. Like, you got to have three. Um, plus, it's, I really like the number three. <laughs> it's, kind of the, uh, it's kind of the idea of uh, the bears <laughs> in Goldilocks. There's three. <laughs> That's awesome. I never thought of it that way. But, yeah, three works really, really well for me, too. Andrew, what else do you want to know from our guest today? Well, I'll I'll just uh, follow up on the three. So uh, having done a lot of theater um, and and a lot of comedy, you know, the uh, law of three and how that works in your timing and bringing things back up. Um, Also, uh, I've noticed the three works really well in sales. You know, there's so many things that we could, uh, you know, we could write a whole book about the number of three and do be very successful at it. And uh, um, I, I was just laughing in my head. I'm going, wow, we could be uh, three different kind of bookseller. You know, we could hit three different levels of bookseller status on that, uh, especially since uh, people also take, uh, you know, the inspiration and transformation with the numbers of three and, and what those numbers mean and so forth in general. Well, I would love you to share more about you, that you have two events coming up. So Entrepreneur City Live yeah. in San Diego and then another one, um, that one's in October and the next one in February in Atlanta. So tell us how those came about and, and how you're expanding on those. Yeah, so um, my husband, my husband and I co-host these events, and we had this crazy idea <laughs> that um, we wanted to bring, we wanted to bring entrepreneurs together and teach them some of the things that they may not be getting in regular events. And you know, that that came about because both of us had been to um, a lot of events, especially here locally, because we're local to Charlotte, and you know, we went to events and we were being taught the what, you know, the what, the what, the what. And I'm like, I want to know the how, like the what is so broad, I need to understand the how. Because if I can understand the how, then I can move forward. And, and, you know, I get speakers are positioning because they want to get, they want people to enroll in their program. Um, I said, but wouldn't it be really great if we, if speakers were to engage in a different way with the audience members and give them how at least to the next step. So that whole idea of the marketing ecosystems, like you got to get your, you got to get your ideal clients at least to the next step of working with you in a bigger capacity. And like, it'd be really interesting if speakers, you know, gave implementable steps at the very beginning of their talk so that, and they do it during the talk and help the audience members implement when they're talking, when they're teaching them. And so that they're more ready to purchase a bigger product, to work with them more individually or in a group program. So 
with that idea, we just we hadn't seen a lot of it, and we know that what that's what we like. So we did some research. Everyone's like, "Yeah, I want to implement." Audience members are saying, "If I'm gonna spend all the time going to an event, I want to I want to learn how to implement. I want something I can grasp and utilize immediately. Um, I want to be in a collaborative environment where you know I don't feel just like another number or never another avatar sitting in the um, audience." And I want to engage with my peers. So I want to network. I want to network with people I otherwise would never meet. And because the online space is inundated and it's really challenging to create that relationship. So with all that information, of course, we sifted out the information, the good stuff and the bad stuff and how we related to it. We created events and we brought in industry experts. We looked specifically for industry experts in different areas of entrepreneurship that we knew um, the audience member we were most aligned with and wanted to attract in would relate to. So um, then was born Entrepreneur City Live Events. And, you know, we're, we're doing our next one October 18th through 20th in San Diego, the big Mecca, the Mecca for coaches on the West Coast. Um, love San Diego. And, you know, we've got, we've got lots of speakers. You know, I, I teach a lot of lead gen myself and a lot of um, the community marketing, building that community and that platform. But I brought in speakers that teach you how to sell from stage. Um, we've got other ones teaching social media, specifically LinkedIn, how to get how to get two to five high quality leads per day, um, which is an incredible um, that's an incredible talk. I I know myself, LinkedIn has been amazing. Um, we're going to teach Facebook ads. We're going to teach um, a new type of lead generation called Spotcast. We have someone coming in with her her system and teaching that. We got someone coming in talking about media and marketing, um, someone who's actually doing the mindset piece of it and retraining your brain um, so that you can achieve those goals and get over those blocks. Um, we also have a lawyer coming in and talking about the entrepreneurial needs um, when it comes to, you know, your the laws and, and all that stuff with coaching. And then we, we have people coming in and talking about how to fund your dreams. So um, a couple more coming in, a couple of different topics, but that's, that's our San Diego one. And we've got some really big stuff happening for Atlanta, which we're still in development, but Atlanta is going to be um, February 21st through 23rd. And i um, really excited about what we're building for that one too. Well, it sounds like they're going to both be uh, pretty exciting. And <clears throat> I know you've had people already, you know, um, asking about, you know, how do they get involved, what do they need to do, sponsorship and everything, which is super exciting. And uh, when, you come, when it comes to you um, choosing the people that are a part of these events as far as the speakers and so forth, what is the qualities that you're looking for from them that make them acceptable for the audience? Because I know that you're you're picky about that, and I love that. Yeah, well, I mean, the first thing is is that they're vetted. So, you know, as people vetted me to you, Andrea, I have people that, that vet speakers and refer my speakers to me. We do have some come in to say, hey, you know, I'd love to, you know, talk about this, and then we do an interview process. But vetting is really important. The other thing that we look for is, like, we look for industry experts. We look for people who are doing something in the industry that is going against the grain. That's not what everyone else is doing or teaching. So we absolutely look for that. Um, we look for alignment. 
that's a big part of it. So I look for speakers that are in alignment for what my husband and I bring forth, which is we're, we're very we're very much a holistic whole picture um, type of entrepreneur. And, you know, we also, we, we like to have fun. So if it's a good conversation with a speaker, even better, um, that's, that's the type of people that we want to bring in. We want to have a good time. It's a collaborative effort. Absolutely. And, you know, we, and we look and we ask, we're like, can you show our audience how to implement what you're teaching? You know, three pieces of that, three pieces that can move them along that they can do quickly and then some longer-term implementation strategies. And, you know, not everyone makes an offer, but some of our speakers make an offer to work with them in a larger capacity with that, with that in mind. So that's, that's kind of the criteria. We, we, we want to like them. <laughs> we want to like them. They need, to be, they need to be vetted, of course. We look for that vetting process. They need to um, teach first and show small, easy steps for implementation with what they're teaching and some longer-term ones as well. So, Which are absolutely perfect and go along the lines of what I have always wanted. Um, the implementation piece is what's always been killer to me. And so while I'm thinking about it, you know, those of you who are going to Danielle's event, uh, go a day early, get your bearings together, get your stuff done so that way we, when you're present, you're actually present and you're not farting around doing other things on your phone or on your laptop when you're there that you actually are taking on the information that's presented to you and then take another day to stay there so that you can implement or at least start to implement or at least outline the things that you want to implement from her event because if you don't then um, you just go right back home and then if you haven't brought this stuff into your world, it, you just lose it. It's really challenging to come back home and be in the flow of where things already were and try to incorporate the new into it. It just so it made my life so much easier when I would go a day early and stay a day late to actually, you know, get in gear and get in alignment with what I was going to be learning and taking in and with the people that were there, you know, the connections as well. And then the day after to start pulling that into my world, uh, you'll be so much more effective with uh, the process of what you're taking in and what, what you're receiving. It'll actually have a chance to sink in and, 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 and grow root, have some legs <laughs> to help you yeah. really establish things yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, and, you know, and I think networking is so huge in all of that too, right? The, the in-person connection that you can have at these events, not just with, you know, your peers, but also with speakers. So that that's another piece that, you know, with our past events, everyone's been like, you know, this has been an awesome networking opportunity with our peers, but also I get to talk to the speakers. And um, that always kind of, I'm like, oh, yeah, that is a nice little benefit that you get to talk to these experts <laughs> and communicate with them. Sometimes I forget that that's not always available. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, you know, with the power of networking, um, you know, just to add on a little bit more to that, <clears throat> Gina and I, I, I think our whole businesses are based on networking and word of mouth. Um, like that goes right along with what you said with the vetting. It's what people say about us and, and how things are, are spread and shared. It's that word of mouth advertising that's just been tremendous to us. And that's really getting to know people. How people network has really been interesting um, to me over the years. And, and mm-hmm. I, I teach on networking as well. And I know that how you uh, take networking, uh, you have your own perspectives. You want to share a little deeper on that? 
Yeah, and I think that, you know, when it comes to when it comes to networking, um, people get a lot when they hear your voice and they can see your eyes. So even in the online space, um, you know, I teach my clients, I'm like, they, they need to hear your voice and or they need to see your eyes and the body movement. That says a lot about people. Um, and you can't always get that when you're on the online space, but there are ways that you can do that in the online space that are often not utilized. And it makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference in whether or not people will come to your webinar, whether or not they will sign up for your challenge if you're doing an online challenge, whether or not they want to jump on the phone with you and have a collaborating session, you know, those 15-minute meeting greets. And um, let me just give, like, I'll just give an implementing, an implementable step right now is, like, just get off of your text. Get off of your text. You know, give your fingers and your, your S pens a break and hit the, hit the microphone when it comes to, like, Facebook Messenger, LinkedIn. You can even put in the LinkedIn app on your phone. Um, press those buttons and talk to people. And talk to them in a way that is like, this is a conversation. Hey, great. Great to meet you. So glad that we connected here today on LinkedIn. I love what you're doing. And actually find out what it is they're doing on their profile and say, I love what you're doing, Andrea, with with your book and your collaborations. It looks really exciting. And I would love to have a discussion with you to see how I can support you. And just showing up and having, I mean, you want to talk to me after I say it like that, right? You're like, oh, she's got a friendly voice. That doesn't sound like business. That sounds fun. Mm -hmm. And when you can Mm -hmm. show up that way and just give them a little bit of a, just a little bit of an inside look at what it would be like to have a conversation and the flow of just a quick voice message. Laura, I have to get on the phone with you. They're super shy and they're new to the industry because you're so inviting to your place. They're going to jump on the phone with you. So that's why I tell them, like, give give your text. Give your fingers a break, just hit the record button and record the message. And and I think this is a nice way to do this on the online space where we're not just calling people out of the blue. It, it, it's, it's just a nice message. They can listen to it. They can put their headphones on. Um, and, then, and then you can follow up with a text. You're like, oh, you know what? That was really that was really hard. I actually had to talk to somebody, but they weren't on the other line, but it still felt really hard. That's okay. Just Just start with that one voice message. And then you can go back to your texting, but it makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference in getting people um, to talk with you further and to network with you further. Yeah, it's really interesting. Andrea, uh, can I jump back in for guest. a minute? Oh, please. We'd love for you to. So because of my roots as a JV broker and being known as the JV mm-hmm. queen, when I first mm-hmm. started speaking, the vast majority of the places I was speaking, what I was talking about was joint ventures and strategic alliances. And I noticed as I was going to events that so often there were people who were relatively new to networking, and they would run around mm-hmm. like trying to get the greatest number of joint ventures set up while they were in the room. And so I started mm-hmm. incorporating into my presentations a networking session. It was very different. And basically what I was doing was helping to facilitate the networking mm-hmm. because I kept finding mm-hmm. people who were setting up joint ventures that just weren't going to be effective. So when yeah. you go to entrepreneurcitylive.com and you're attending in person, 
make sure that Mm -hmm. before you start talking about the next big joint venture you want to do, you're really figuring out what the other person is all about, asking questions like, who's the audience that you serve? If you guys don't serve a similar audience, the likelihood that the joint venture between you is going to be a good one is very, very slim because you don't even have the same audience, right? And it's always about the win, win, win proposition. And the order of those three wins is crucial. The first win is not the win for you. It's not even the win for your JV partner. The first and biggest of the wins in any JV is the win for the customer. If the win for the customer is big enough, the second win, which is the win for the JV partner, really, I've seen so many times where the JV partner doesn't have a huge win for themselves, but the win they get for their customers is so huge, they don't care. They want to do it anyway. So what Danielle's been sharing about being a disruptor and being of service and whatnot, really take that to heart and bring that into the joint ventures that you do as well. Starting with serving the customer, then serving the JV partner. And if you help get big enough wins for those two groups, you're absolutely going to get a big enough win for yourself as well. If I can help in any way, shape, or form with facilitating networking for your attendees, please just let me know, Danielle. Be happy to help. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I love what you're saying. And um, to piggyback on that, too, uh, when people are pitching a host, right, when they're pitching a host or a podcast host, that's that's exactly what I tell people. I'm like, that's where you want – that's how you want to pitch them. You don't want to pitch them specifically, but pitch their customers, their audience members. So you, you hit the nail on the head with that. And it, I think it works, you know, with JV, but just relationship – marketing in general, just relationships and business and um, and how to look at this as, like what you said, the triple win, the triple win. And um, that alone is disrupting the industry because it hasn't been exactly going that way <laughs> lately. Well, one of the things that Sorry, been going, just to uh, share... Mute. Yeah, I just oh, my <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll that like is absolutely not. That is absolutely not how they do it. So so often you see the let email for you and then you can mail for me, regardless of whether or not our people are gonna get anything out of it. It's horrible. Yeah. 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 Andrea, yeah, go ahead. I didn't change. Yeah, it really well, does. I'm let and people this know. Is, this is like every industry, doesn't matter whether it's online, offline, doesn't matter what the niche is, it all needs to change in a way that really comes back to the serving and strategically monetizing. Yeah. Okay, I'm What done I wanted here. to share Go with ahead. everyone is uh, what what's going on with Gina. So uh, where she lives, um, she's um, hearing the howls of Hurricane Dorian. <laughs> So periodically the howls are so great. It sounds like I even asked her, I said, is there a wind? I forget where she lives every week, even though I know. I'm like, is there a wind tunnel or a dishwashing machine going on behind you? (laughs) She 
<laughs> said, Andrea, I'm in Florida. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> totally explains that. So and I have a, one of my out. really good one of my really good friends is escaping Hurricane Dorian by coming to my house because my place is safer than where he was going to be. But he's also a podcaster. So he's on a podcast in the house and I'm out on the lanai. So we both can't be doing podcasts at the same time in the same place without. So I get the wind and he gets the quiet. Next next show I'll I'll switch with him. So that really cracks me up. So Gina, what that tells me is, all right, so it's your house. You have a show and look at you. You are choosing to be where it's noisy because you are so giving to other people. So may I commend you for that? Oh, yeah, that you want right? The, yeah, yeah. I have I a mean, heart that, of a servant, just, and you need to in business. You need to. And what's really cool is our listeners, you know, love us anyways and listen to the flexibility and adaptability that we have in our lives, you know, from uh, Gina taking Popeye, her her fur baby, out to go potty to (laughs) – to the house of the thing the last time she had a she had a, like a five car you know five alarm I don't know fire crash going on in the background it looks sounded like people were coming to arrest somebody and, uh, and luckily it was hopefully to save somebody's lives and you know and and that's what I love is that we're very authentic about what's real here you know we get that this stuff happens and and we just roll with it and are willing to address it and talk about it because if people don't realize in business that you have to be flexible and adaptable in all things that we do. Every show, there seems to be something that we need to um, to, to just work around and 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 face it. And so I I always prefer to talk about the elephant in the room just because it's more fun that way. Um, but at the same time, I think it really teaches people an example of what happens. So like Danielle, you've done live events. I'm sure you've had crazy wackadoodle things happen, and you've managed to work around them and maybe even had cooler things happen as a result of something not falling in place. In fact, does a, a does an automatic story jump into your head? You know, if you know, with live events and I'd say with online summits. So, um the the first one that jumps in my head is that my children. So, uh, for an online summit and just because I think a lot of mom entrepreneurs relate with this one but my kids always will jump in on a live Facebook training um, or on an interview and then once one comes in one daughter comes in the other two follow so mm-hmm. I've had so many live live Facebook and um, interviews where my kids are just hanging out I'm just like oh well you guys we're, we're going to have some co-hosts or some co-guests is that alright and um, I, I, I haven't met, I haven't met a host, um, or a guest that's just like, no, you know, no, that's unacceptable. <laughs> it's everyone's been really great about it. like, of course you've got kids, you're doing this in the summer. Of course they're here. And, um, you know, just, we just run with it. We run with it as, um, as a mom entrepreneur, as, um, an entrepreneur in general, or, you know, I've had. I've had live events where somebody drops off two days before, but then somebody else will come in and they're even, they're even more aligned with the audience and the audience gets even more. So flexibility is, you're right. It's, it's a big part of entrepreneurship, which, you know, that's, that's why I harp on my clients and, and myself to enjoy the process. 
enjoy the journey. Um, the outcome is what it is. And if you can, <laughs> if you can, you know, you're going to save your sanity if you can at least be flexible and enjoy the journey and just like, hey, look what I'm doing today. This is this is an awesome day. Even if everything's like falling down around you, it's like, you know, this is still an awesome day. I get to be an entrepreneur. I get to do things on my terms and finding the positive even when um, maybe you're stuck in the muck. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm just really proud of everything that's happening and what's going on and, you know, making uh, just I just love it, you know that, and and that's one of the things I've learned about uh, talking with you is that you really are like, well, hmm, and then you just <laughs> trill it around and move on, and that's about it, you know. You're like, oh, uh, oh, uh, and and then it's gone. So you you don't get on it and stay on it. You just uh, re release. Um, you know, and let it go. And that's what's so remarkable for you to be able to do that is to just enjoy the things as, as a pleasant world, you know, and accept that, accept the process and to enjoy it because people don't enjoy it. They think everything is awful and, and terrible. And, and often I, you know, I, I've, I've recently thought about doing a, um, I call it awfulizing, you know, people awfulize things. And I thought about coming up with a scale, like, oh, yeah, that is bad. Mm -hmm. but let's, how bad is that? How bad is that? You know, compared to this to that, you know, how bad, how bad is that on, on the Richter scale of, of like terrible? Is it, is it really that big of a deal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And often we find it's not. <laughs> like so, yeah. I've been going through a lot of uh, per other personal development classes this last year <clears throat> that help us uh, take the emotion out of everything. So I've done tons of personal development over the years, and this is the first year that um, the um, uh, separating the story and the emotion from the action has uh, been the focus. And that has been probably the most instrumental of all the trainings that I've had over the years. And I've I've spent probably over – well, probably close to two hundred thousand um, dollars, and that's not including yeah. my college education. That was a whole separate thing of just personal development, taking classes and coaching and doing things. You know, I paid. I had a mentor for one year. I paid him eighteen thousand dollars a year for I think almost ten years, um, and that's all the other personal development in addition to that. You know, so you know people don't realize I think what what goes into our training as entrepreneurs and what we're doing. Um, you know, I, I invite people that come to Danielle's events and are in her classes to look at recreating a resume for yourself. Even if I don't, I'm not saying you're doing a resume to look for a job, but it's just uh, it's a really great way to look at. I call it digging for gold. It's a great way to look at yourself and realize what you actually do because we take what we do for granted. And if you mm -hmm. are in her classes and in her seminars, and then you add those to your repertoire of what you know and the knowledge that you've learned as a class that you've participated in, that is your personal development, both personal and professional development. Write it down, and then all of a sudden you're like wow, I, I know this, I do this, or write down the people that you know, and, and it changes your world. Danielle, have, have you noticed that? Um, I'll ask Gina this question too after you're complete. Um, when you look at back at what you know and what you've participated in and what you've learned and gathered and the people that you know, do you, do you notice you take it for granted sometimes as well? Yeah, and well, I mean, I, I think you, you shocked me at the beginning with that amazing introduction. I'm just like, 
oh yeah i i do that oh my gosh people yeah they do like they do enjoy me and um do like i me. i forget <laughs> i'm like people do like me oh my gosh I, yes and they love working with me and um i take it for granted i'm just to me i'm just a a farm girl from northern maine who is playing in the big city right now it's like oh this is this is a this is an interesting uh perspective never thought i'd be here um i thought i was gonna be riding horses at my age and you know shovel manure and teaching that's what i thought i was going to do so everything is a huge gift for me and yes sometimes i do take for granted um what i've done to get here as well like every, all the experiences all the people i've met all the systems that i've been playing around and swearing at my computer so i can figure them out um but it's all been a wonderful part of the journey in helping me to become the entrepreneur i am and helping me to teach others helping me to get through all of that I've gotten through so that I can turn around and say, hey, you guys got this. You guys can absolutely do this. And here's here's some shortcuts. Trust me, don't yeah, go that way. Amazing. That was a really long way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gina, how about you? Are you surprised sometimes what you know and what you do, or am I just realize helping you realize it again in the moment? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually, for me, it's a little different. I actually know how much I know and express my gratitude for it on a regular basis. But I've done a lot of personal growth and inner work to figure that out. Yeah. Well, I had the laugh the other day. I, I was somewhere, and again, somebody is like, oh, gosh, you know, blah, 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 is my hero. And, and you know, and it's happened multiple times. They'll be like, oh, Les Brown's my hero. And I'm like, oh, I was just with Les Brown a couple of days ago. And they're like, what? And I'm, they're like, oh, you, like, went to, I'm like, no, I was with him, like, hanging out with him. <laughs> you know, and they're like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we did photography for him. And I, and I hung out with him. And I've been in a private mastermind with him. And then they're like, wow. And then I'll be somewhere else. And they'll say, like, something, something, Brian Tracy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know Brian Tracy. I've been in several masterminds with him. And he even wrote the forward from, or not the forward, a uh, recommendation or, or a, testimonial for my daughter's book when she was 11 and she wrote her book and then they're like what you know and then they're like Grant Cardone this and I'm like oh yeah he's on our keep smiling book and then and I'm like and then they're like oh my gosh do you you know all these people and I'm like and then they said something about Sharon Lecter and I'm like oh yeah I need to call her I told her I'd call her back and you know and talk to her and I haven't yet and they're like what what do you mean you were supposed to call her back you know it just cracks me up because these are these are wonderful, amazing people who do amazing things in the world. And I forget that these, these are like the people that I talk to or work around on a daily basis. And to me, they're part of my everyday wor world. And while I honor and respect them and think that they're amazing, I don't see it as like Andrea's hanging out with these people. And, and, but I am their mm -hmm. peer, just like you are, Danielle, and you are, Gina. Gina, you, got, you guys all know these same people. And, um, and if not exactly them, it's some, somebody just like them, you know, that, that we hang around and that's our world. And we get really cool opportunities. And, um, you know, and that's part of coming and networking and coming to the live events is you actually get to engage and interact with the people who are the speakers and get to know them and, and who they are. It's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. 
Well, we've only got a few minutes left, so what haven't we talked about that you are, uh, well, we haven't t- talked about your um, collaboration books um, um, at the end of the, uh, Light at the End of the Tunnel. Uh, do you want to share about that and maybe something else that we haven't brought up? Oh, sure. Yeah, uh, I love my books. So Light at, that Light at the End of the Funnel, so it's a nice little spin on uh, the the saying, Light at the End of the Tunnel, and and. I named it that way because entrepreneurship, right? It's it's an up and down journey, and I keep saying journey because it is a journey. And what I what I really wanted to do with this book, because personal development has been huge for me. In fact, you guys wouldn't, I wouldn't be out here if it wasn't. I wouldn't be out here stepping out on stages, creating platforms like this if it wasn't for the fact that I really do take personal development very seriously in my day to day. So Light at the End of the Funnel is a book about the real deal in entrepreneurship. And it came about as I had a lot of clients, and, and I still do, they come into my world in September saying, okay, Danielle, this is my last-ditch effort. Um, I've been working for nine months, and I've launched. I heard crickets. Everybody else is making it. Everyone else has a seven-figure launch. Everyone's selling products left and right, and I'm not. And I'm like, guys, I've been behind the scenes of these huge launches. And let me tell you one thing, either they spent seven figures to make seven figures and they're still in the hole, or this is like their fifth or sixth launch. Nobody gets it right the first time. And I said, the only way that you, that you don't get it right and you fail is if you quit. And just keep in mind you fail for it. The Light at the End of the Funnel is a book about the real deal in entrepreneurship. So we're just about ready to launch our second volume. And we bring in entrepreneurs and they tell their, they tell their story. And I said, give me the, give me the, the, you know, the turning moment, the big aha moment, the one that really stands out and like, this is where I shifted. This is where I hit my knees. And then I kept, I got up and I kept going. That's the stories that people, they want to hear it. They relate to it. And we put together co-authors and bring this compilation together so we can put it out in the world. So um, just about ready to launch volume two. We've got volume three that we're starting to take co-authors in, and this is speaker's edition. So I want to, so I'm like, I want to hear the stories from people who, who are speaking, who are out there. I want to hear the moments where they thought, I don't know if I'm, if I can hack it and how they overcame. So that's the book. And then uh, will you share your uh, website and contact information so people know how to find you? Yeah, yeah. So right now we we are under construction for a big launch, a new launch in the company. But our live event is entrepreneurcitylive.com. So we've got San Diego out there. Come and grab a ticket. We still got some VIP spots left. Um, and if they if they want to just find me out on Facebook. Danielle Fitzpatrick Clark put it in there. I think I'm the only one. Pretty sure I'm the only one on Facebook. Um, friend me. I just made room so I can take 40 people on until I'm out there. And um, you can always email me too at info at fitfitzbusiness.com. Perfect. Gina, any parting words? Well, other than to ask Danielle, what parting Wisdom do you have for our listeners today? You know, I think I'll just circle back to you you guys aren't alone in this. You're not alone in your entrepreneurial journey. And if you're going through anything that seems like, hmm, this is going to be my rock bottom moment, I'm I'm not going to 
I'm not going to keep doing this. And I just, I really encourage you to find the positive and even just a small thing and keep going. And, you know, if you're not believing in yourself, then you've got three ladies right here on the phone that believe in you and just feel that because you can do this. Thank you. That is fantastic advice. Thank you so very much. And thank you, Andrea, for bringing Danielle to our listeners. (laughs) <laughs> of course. And again, she's uh, there's still a little bit of room of butts and seats and for sponsors for her event as well. And uh, so you can reach out to her. And um, and uh, next week we have another fun store and planned and and, uh, and I will hope that you're intact and everything is good uh, in your neck of the world. And uh, hope for everyone with Dorian that they're prepared and that they overcome whatever brings, whatever the winds bring or take away for them um, um, swiftly and quickly and uh, le- as with least pain as possible. So that's, and that they're safe. Well, thank so goodness. She's been, she's been getting much, much smaller and not nearly as strong today, but she's been hanging out for days and days and days and days. So the poor people <laughs> in the Bahamas are the ones that I'm praying for. So I think yeah, we're good I've, now. Uh, a little bit of wind and some thunderstorms, what do you do? Can handle that, no problem. Yep. Bahamas is definitely going to need our love, and there's a lot of people there who are really interested in entrepreneurship. So with that, thank you, Danielle. Uh, thank you, always, Gina, for coming on and helping me and uh, being there despite all your crazy weather. And <laughs> so we'll see you guys next week on the show. Thanks so Have much, Have a great guys. week, everybody. Tune in next week for another episode of Leverage Masters. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook on our Leverage Blackbook page to keep up with the latest. We'll see you next time on Leverage Masters.